Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself, you should start paying with a credit card that has perks. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Hi, everyone. I'm Katie Couric, and this is Next Question. First of all, how are you all holding up? I know I am completely overwhelmed by the state of this ongoing pandemic. The Omicron surge, as many of you know, has brought the highest rate of COVID cases in this country since the start of the pandemic. It's exhausting, to say the least, which is why I wanted to jump into your feed to share an urgent conversation I just had with Dr. Anthony Fauci. Of course, by now, you're well aware he's the chief medical officer to the president and the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. So... Let's just get right to it. Dr. Fauci, let me start with the latest news. The Supreme Court blocked President Biden's vaccine or testing mandate for large businesses. What is your reaction to that ruling? Well, I mean, obviously, we want to get as many people vaccinated as we possibly can. It'd be so clear every time more statistics come out, it shows you the extraordinary dichotomy between people vaccinated versus unvaccinated when you're talking about hospitalizations and deaths. The difference is stunning. Uh, uh, Certainly, and I think to clarify it, because we don't want people to think that getting vaccinated, particularly with Omicron, which is a highly, highly transmissible variant, that people who are vaccinated and boosted will get infected. There's no doubt about that. Those are breakthrough infections. But the one thing that the vaccine does do is not only protect people against infection, but not completely, but it is very good at preventing you from hospitalizations and death. So I'm, it's unfortunate that a, an attempt to, to promote a public health measure has been met with such resistance because um, it is really for the purpose of the health of the nation that those requirements 
were proposed by the president. And it's unfortunate that somehow or other it's not understood in that context, but it's understood in the context of taking people's liberties away from them when we're really dealing with a public health crisis. The Biden administration has announced it's purchasing an additional 500 million tests for distribution to Americans, doubling the government's previous commitment. Is testing now the best way out of this pandemic, Dr. Fauci? And why wasn't that prioritized earlier? Well, testing is one of the multifaceted components of how you control an outbreak. It, it is is it is a part of the comprehensive plan. The most potent element of that plan is vaccination with boosting, but there's also masking. Uh, prudent travel, uh, uh, avoiding congregate settings, uh, and testing. So testing is an important part. So, so that's the, the context in which you put testing. There were uh, contracts for testing that were unfortunately let essentially expire, if you want to call it that, uh, after it became clear that we were dealing with a situation where it looked like we, the vaccine was going to get us out of it. But then we got surprised. I mean, we have to admit that the, the president himself said we should have done better. And uh, having admitted that, which is is his characteristic to not run away from the facts and say we could have done better, should have done better. And that's the reason why we're dealing with a situation now where we're amplifying the testing capability dramatically, not only the additional 500 million tests, but also opening up of, you know, at least 10,000 testing sites and have pharmacies, 20,000 pharmacies have it available and getting it stocked so people can get it. You can get on an online situation, order them and be sent to your, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the kind of thing that we're, we're, we're trying to catch up on something that could have been done better. Absolutely. We were inundated with questions from my followers on social media. First off, the vast majority of them, Dr. Fauci, wanted me to thank you for your service. And many asked, how are you holding up, particularly in light of recent criticism you're getting from certain members of Congress and the media? Well, it's it's not just criticism. Well, first of all, thank your your <laughs> your followers who are who are caring about me. I'm I'm doing fine. I mean, obviously, it is a lot of pressure, but I think people need to understand. You have to separate criticisms from outright character assassination and out hominems and lies. So when we had the hearing the other day, which I think they're referring to, many members on the Republican side, like Mitt Romney and Senator Collins and Senator Burr and Senator Moran and, and, and even Senator Tuberville, uh, we're asking difficult questions and we're criticizing the administration. That's valid. That's what that's what uh, congressional and Senate hearings are for, to help looking forward to get things done better. But what was going on with me was outright, completely misinformation character assassination, which is a big difference between criticism and ad hominem. In fact, you accused Senator Rand Paul of using a catastrophic epidemic for his political gain. Why do you think public health has become so politicized? Well, I mean, I don't know why. I'm just very troubled that it 
has been because if there's one thing that you want the country to do when you're dealing with a catastrophic pandemic the likes of which we have not experienced in over a hundred years you have to realize that you have a common enemy and i've said so many times the common enemy is the virus and when you have a common enemy that is a powerful potentially catastrophic enemy the only way you're going to really win the war as quickly as you possibly can is by pulling together there are political differences which are fine we've had political differences you know since politics began so there's nothing wrong with that but when the divisiveness gets in the way of what are commonly accepted public health measures then that becomes counterproductive and but but Katie, I don't know why it's happening. It's just you're going to need a lot of political sociologists to figure that out. I don't know why, but it's unfortunate. You've talked about receiving death threats. One person was apprehended last month with an AR-15 who said he was on his way to Washington to kill a number of public officials, including yourself. Um, have you increased security for you and your family? I, I have had good security uh, for some time now. Uh, they are very competent and very capable. Um, so it isn't a question of increasing the amount of security. It's just increasing the alertness and the care. Uh, so they're very, very much, you know, on high, high alert when you hear something like that. That's not the first time a credible threat has led to an arrest. And we, we try to keep that not too public because you don't want to get people to get all excited about that. But, but no, uh, I'm very uh, confident in my security people. We'll continue my conversation with Dr. Fauci right after this. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet. Are you paying for your me time with just any credit card in your wallet? While you shouldn't stop treating yourself... You should start paying with a credit card that has perks. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? A free flight? Room upgrades? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and term supply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
We've seen a record breaking number of new cases, as you well know, 780,000 infections every day being reported in the U.S. And an internal government document that was obtained by the New York Times suggests will approach more than a million a day by the end of the month. There's been an 84% increase in hospitalization, a 40% increase in deaths. So the big question everyone is asking is, when do you see this thing peaking? Yeah. Kenny, I'd like to be able to give you an accurate prediction, but we don't know because when you say this thing, you are referring to the entire pandemic. When we have seen peaks and diminutions of different waves led by different variants, the alpha, the beta, the delta, mm -hmm. and now Omicron really spiked up very, very high. In South Africa, it has come down as abruptly as it has gone up. We're starting to see that same turnaround in the UK, particularly in London, which is the epicenter. And we're starting to see the beginning of a hints of a turnaround in New York City, which mm -hmm. was hit very hard. If all of that comes down and we get to the point where we continue, hopefully, to get more people vaccinated and boosted and people adhere to the kinds of mitigation methods, I hope that we're getting to the point where the level of control will be low enough that we will be able to not have it disrupt our lives and dominate us the way it has over the last two years. I can't tell you when that will happen. I can tell you what will make it happen sooner rather than later. And it's the things I mentioned. More vaccine. Yes. Yeah. Well, the reason is, when you say living with it, you want to get to the point where the overwhelming proportion of the population has either been vaccinated, boosted, and has either been infected and had their immunity boosted after infection so that the virus isn't disappearing, Katie, but it isn't such that a high enough proportion of people wind up getting seriously ill, hospitalizing and dying that the society is is in fear, is gripped in fear that people, mostly obviously the vulnerable, the elderly, those with underlying conditions. But the thing that people don't understand is that it isn't just people in extended care facilities and nursing home are vulnerable. There are many, many people out living their lives who have obesity, diabetes, who are on chemotherapy for breast cancer, prostate cancer, transplants. There are a lot of people out there that are really very vulnerable. So you want to get the level of infection so low and to get people as protected as you can that it doesn't disrupt our lives. But the U.S. is still at a 63% vaccination rate, but it's also reported over 63 million cases. So are we approaching herd immunity? You know, again, herd immunity is a very, very elusive term. You know, it really, it depends what you mean if herd immunity means there's no infection in the community at all because everyone is vaccinated, pristine herd immunity is when you have something like measles. We have 91% of the population, 95% of the population is vaccinated. So you've essentially eliminated it from society, not from the world, but from society. The same holds true with polio. But what we're talking about now is that you might want enough herd immunity so that you get infected maybe, but you don't get sick. So it's sort right. of like a version of herd immunity against severe disease as opposed to herd immunity against any infection. 
Got it. People are now testing positive for the second or third time since the pandemic began, even after getting vaccinated and boosted. So why are we seeing, Dr. Fauci, these double and in some cases triple infections? Yeah. And the reason is that this is a highly transmissible virus that you have to look at it in the compartments that it infects. So if you get infected in your upper airway and you get in, it goes to the lung and goes throughout the body, you get a viremic state predominantly in the lung, is that you can get very, very seriously ill. But getting the virus to be blocking from re-coming back into your upper airway, you really have to have the immune system concentrated at the upper airway, mm -hmm. which is not easy to do when you have a vaccine that systemically is given to you and that you have a systemic manifestation of disease. That's one of the reasons why in the common cold coronaviruses that have been here decades before SARS came, there were four coronaviruses that circulated and recirculated, usually in the cold winter months, that you and I, Katie, I guarantee you, we've been infected multiple times with these coronaviruses, but they are benign enough that you may get some sniffles, a little sore throat, it goes away in a day or two, but the immunity isn't profound so that when you get exposed again, you get infected. That's what we believe we're seeing with the pandemic coronaviruses. With the Omicron specifically? Well, we don't know Omicron, but we do know one thing, that Omicron is reinfecting people who are infected with Delta and infected with Beta. There's absolute data on that, that if you are prior infected with a different variant, Omicron much more readily can reinfect you than the actual original variant that infected you. Which brings me to my next question asked by one of my newsletter readers, Dr. Fauci, with so many people unvaccinated, both domestically and globally, how can we be assured that the future variants won't grow smarter, more resistant to vaccines and more transmissible? Well, you know, here, here's ripeness for a soundbite, okay? <laughs> because if you Thanks say- for the warning. <laughs> no, the reason I say that is you got to put it in context. You've got to keep the possibility of anything happening and being prepared for it. So if you say that can happen, people say, oh my goodness, Dr. Fauci said this is going to happen. I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm saying you got to be prepared for any eventuality, which is the reason why one of the things we're putting a lot of effort in is to develop what we call a universal coronavirus or a pan-coronavirus vaccine or at least a pan-SARS coronavirus vaccine, which means you can get all the iterations mm -hmm. of the variants to be covered so that you may not prevent infection from another variant, but you certainly will prevent severe disease from another variant. How close are we to developing something like that, Dr. Fauci? You know, Katie, it's scientific discovery, so you can't predict. If we had it in hand, and you said, how long would it take to do a clinical trial and get some proof? I could give you a number, but you have to get the right scientific elements in place, the right platform, the right immunogen design. I can't tell you when that'll be. I hope it will be reasonably soon, but it would be folly to give a date of prediction. 
We got a lot of questions about boosters. Do you mind if I ask you some quick questions yeah, about boosters? I have to go to something else, Katie. So maybe just two more questions and then sure. I get one. Tell us about boosters. Um, some elderly received theirs in the fall, which means the six month mark is coming up in a couple of months. So when will people get be eligible for another booster? And um, at what point do you see this moving from a pandemic to an endemic? Yeah. Okay. So those are two questions, right? I know. I snuck them in, Doctor. <laughs> All right. So one one of the things that people ask, and it's a reasonable question, we do not know yet fully what the durability of the third booster shot of an mRNA and the second shot of a J and J are. When we see that, if we see it, both from a laboratory and a clinical standpoint go down to the point where it's breaking through and people are getting ill despite that boost, then very likely there'll be a recommendation for another shot. But we still need to find out really what is the durability. That's the answer to your first question. The second question is really related to the question you asked me before. We can't predict that. We hope that ultimately sooner rather than later, we get enough people vaccinated, boosted, and those who've been infected enhance their immunity by getting vaccinated, that there's enough of a veil of protection in the community that even if there is another variant, that in fact we'll be able to essentially diminish the impact because of the already existing immunity. But again, without scaring anybody, there is a possibility that there will be another variant and we've got to be prepared for it. I know you're going to kill me. Can I ask you about kids under five? Because so many people, yeah. so many people, Dr. Fauci said, I have little children under five. What is the current timeline for yeah. them to get vaccinated? Sure. Okay. That's a good question, Katie. So I'll answer that one because everybody's asking that. So the original studies were looking at children from six months to 24 months and then 24 months to four years. And the data on the children from six months to 24 months, given the dose they got, looked really good. It was non-inferior in its effect to the adults. However, the group from 24 months to four years, it fell short of that. So it is likely that all of them will require three doses. Those studies are going on right now, and the FDA will be looking very carefully at that. It certainly would hopefully be within the next month or two. But I don't want to even say that because you don't want to get ahead of the data and you don't want to get ahead of the of the FDA. But I hope that it will be soon. Dr. Fauci, thanks for your time. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. It's always good to be with you, Katie. Thank you. Next Question with Katie Couric is a production of iHeartMedia and Katie Couric Media. The executive producers are me, Katie Couric, and Courtney Litz. The supervising producer is Lauren Hansen, associate producers Derek Clements and Adriana Fazio. The show is edited and mixed by Derek Clements. For more information about today's episode or to sign up for my morning newsletter, Wake Up Call, go to katiecouric.com. You can also find me at Katie Couric on Instagram and all my social media channels. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.